Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to Permafit. Happy Thursday. Uh, got a good show for you guys today. Now, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, it's just me today. All right, so no one else from uh, the team, as far as I know, unless they make a surprise visit, surprise uh, appearance. But nevertheless, we've got some really good content for you. This one's going to be all about food. Really excited to talk about this. Now, let me just tell you guys a little little backstory here. So when I was going through my transformation or, or I should say even before that, when I was stuck, because for those who don't know, I was, I was stuck, like hard stuck, overweight and then very overweight and then obese. And then to the point where I was knocking on the door of morbidly obese. Um, when I was stuck, <laughs> I was like so confused about food. Like, so confused about food. I didn't know how food worked. I had no idea in the world how someone could eat like pizza or um, a, like French fries or uh, nachos or something like that. Those were, you know, those are foods that I love and still lose weight. I, I did. I had no idea how that was even possible. How can you go eat an entire pizza and lose weight. It does. It, it just didn't. It didn't compute in my head at all. I knew nothing about nutrition, and that's okay, right? When you're starting out and you you haven't gone through the gamut of really learning this stuff the right way, it's okay to be in that space where you don't really know everything. But then, as I went further along, and I had some mentors come into my life, and I, I hired. <laughs> let me rephrase that. I hired some mentors to be in my life to mentor me on nutrition and teach me this stuff and show me what to do and what not to do and avoid the, the pitfalls that are there waiting for most people. And when I got through that process of learning how this stuff works and applying it, I was able to lose obviously all the weight, which was great. Lost all the weight, lost all the body fat. I felt amazing. I was, I was lighter in my mid twenties than I was when I learned how to drive, okay, 16 years old, let me just, so I, I, I was like, I basically was lighter in my mid twenties than I was when I was 16. Okay. And that's whatever, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's my story, but I know a lot of you are in a similar boat where it's been 10, 15, 20 years and things are getting gradually or subtly and for some people, probably more than that, uh, worse and worse and worse every year, meaning the, the weight's coming on a little bit more each year and things are getting harder or they seem like they're getting harder. And you're probably feeling more confused as the years go on too. So that was that's the real point here that I wanted to drive home is from about 2002, 2003, when I started becoming interested in fitness, um, even though I was like very overweight and I didn't really know what I was doing. 
it took me from then until 2008 and some mentorship to really figure it out. But for those six or seven years, I was like so confused and so like bummed out on a daily basis that I had no idea what to do. And I read and, and, and tried doing everything in every magazine and uh, blogs weren't really big back then for fitness. Uh, YouTube wasn't big, but every single source I could find that talked about ways to do this, which was mostly magazines and stuff and like some uh, documentaries. It just, it never, it never really worked for me. Uh, following and trying to model what other people were doing just didn't really work for me. So I just felt so confused. I felt so defeated. I felt so stuck. I felt so trapped. Like I started to say things like, I'm just never going to be able to get out of this or, you know, cause I'm not willing to eat nothing but chicken and broccoli every meal for the rest of my life. I'm just not willing to do that. You know, life's too short. That was the mentality I had. And I don't think that that's unfair either. I think a lot of people are, have that, that mindset, that perspective, and they don't want to eat the same thing that's super bland and boring and not satisfying for the rest of their life either. And you shouldn't have to. And here's the good news. You don't have to, right? And that is the point of this episode, what we're going to get into. So if you feel any of that now, if you feel stuck, if you feel like you've just been uh, doing like this trial and error stuff over and over and over again, not really getting anywhere, not really making any progress. Maybe things are getting a little bit worse every year. Maybe they're staying the same. Maybe you have like weird pops of results and then they come right back off and then they, you put them back on and they come right back off and you're just doing this cycle over and over and over again. Or maybe you've been dieting so hard and then coming up and then dieting so hard again and like it, trying to the super restriction and now you've got metabolic damage going on and no matter how little you eat, your body just hangs on to the fat. If that's what's going on, then this is going to open your eyes a little bit because I want to teach you how some of the stuff works regarding food. And more importantly, I want to debunk a lot of myths. Okay. So it, it seems like no matter how loudly I say this or how much I say it or how frequently these myths just never seem to, I'm not even making a dent <laughs> in the, in the myths that are believed in the nutrition and fitness industry around some of this stuff. Uh, but I promise you that what we're going to be going over today is, is true. This is all, this is not my opinion. This is science. Okay. So, and I've been doing this a long time and I've seen so many transformations over the years. This is not my opinion. This is just this pure science. And the cool thing is this science is actually very simple and um, it's really easy to explain. And there's really, it's really easy to put into an analogy or a comparison or something that makes it make sense. So um, there's a, there's a few different things here. The first thing I want to get into are those myths. Okay. I've got a few myths that I just, there's a million of them out there, but these are like the heavy hitters. These are the big ones that I hear all the time. And, you know, when I say that, when I say that I get asked something all the time or when I, you know, I, I actually literally do, <laughs> I, I literally do. So my, our team, we are, we're all over social media every single day, seven days a week. And we have a lot of email campaigns and a lot of things going on. We have a lot of outreach just in general, and we've built this up and we're really proud of it. And it's really cool. Uh, but as a result of that, we get a lot of people coming in, a lot of leads, a lot of people asking questions, and, and that's all great. Like we have a really cool community. We love this community. And uh, these questions that we get asked, we literally get asked these all the time, like every day. <laughs> and so uh, I want to 
again, I can't seem to make a dent in this, but I'm going to try really hard again here today. All right. So the first one I want to get into is carbs. Okay. Carbohydrates, cutting carbs. This is a myth guys. <laughs> this is a myth. You do not need to cut carbs to lose weight. You do not need to cut carbs to lose body fat. You shouldn't cut carbs to lose weight. You should not cut carbs to lose body fat. All right. Now, there's a couple levels to this, a little, some little nuance, all right? Now, I want to get into the nuance of this because usually when I say that, people say, well, I cut my carbs out one day or three days in a row and I lost four pounds. Can you explain that, Gordon? Yeah, I can. And here's why that happens, okay? The way to think of carbohydrates, this is one, one way that you need to think of carb. You need to think of carbohydrates because it's literally how it works. When you consume carbohydrates, it doesn't matter if they're slow digesting or fast digesting. Okay, you may have heard the term simple carbs or um, complex carbs in the past. Okay, simple carbs are fast digesting carbs. They spike your insulin really quickly. Okay, very dangerous for people who have like insulin issues. A slow digesting carb is a complex carb. They digest very slowly. Okay, so your insulin it gradually ramps up and then gradually, and it never spikes as high. You don't have that weird transient. So those are carbs. When you ingest a carb, it doesn't matter if it's a slow digesting or fast digesting. Those carbs are like little sponges. Okay. They're little sponges in your body. They are going to hold on to water. They're going to cause your body to retain water. That is going to happen. So if you go eat, uh, four slices of bread tonight, okay. You make some, like some banging French toast awesome. Love French toast, right? Especially pumpkin spice, French toast. I can talk about it now that it's September. Love pumpkin spice. If you guys want to send me a gift and it's pumpkin spice related, I'll love you forever. So you're going to have some pumpkin spice, French toast tonight, right? Four slices of bread. What's going to happen is that bread is going to get into your body and it's going to basically act like a giant sponge. It's going to hold on to water. Okay. Whatever you drink tonight, whatever you drink tomorrow morning, whatever you drank earlier today, all that stuff is going to just, it's going to contribute to something called body water. Okay. That's a technical term, body water. Your body's going to hold on to it. All right. Now what's going to happen is tomorrow you're going to step on the scale. If you do this, if you were to do this, you're going to step on the scale and you're going to be up a few pounds, three, two, four, whatever. doesn't matter. All right now for a lot of people, that's going to be a serious bummer. It's going to bum you out. You're going to feel bad about yourself. You're going to feel bad. You're going to look at that French toast and say, man, those carbs, they caused me to gain weight. What the hell? Right. And so it's really easy to do that and think that the carbs are actually causing you to gain weight. Okay. Now, before I go any further, there's, this is something we dive really deep into in our programs with our clients, but there's a big difference between body weight and body fat. Okay. Body weight and body fat. And you got to understand that body weight is just the combination of whatever's in your body, your bones, your muscle, your fat, your organs, your eyeballs, like your hair, everything that's on and in your body contributes to that body weight measurement. Does that make sense? Okay. Body fat is different. Body fat is typically going to be somewhere between like 18 and on the very, very high end, like 40% of your body is going to be body fat. Okay. And the objective here in, in losing weight is actually getting the body fat down. 
we don't really want to lose weight as much as we think we do. We actually want to lose body fat. Okay. So that's just a, a nuanced thing. But if you eat French toast, let's get back to the French toast. If you eat French toast tonight, which is loaded with carbs, all right, there's like 20 something grams of carbs per slice and you're having four slices, right? What's going to happen is you're going to hold on to a bunch of water. You're going to gain weight. You're going to step on the scale tomorrow. You're going to be heavier. You're going to be bummed out. You're going to think you're going in the opposite direction. But in reality, as long as your caloric intake is on point, you did not gain any body fat. Okay. So your body composition did not change. Does that make sense? It's a little confusing at first. I understand. But this is what happens when people eat carbs is that they, they give themselves the false illusion that they're gaining weight and that they're gaining body fat and that they're getting like fatter, but that's not actually true. Okay. It's not true at all. So on the flip side of this, if you stop eating carbs, let's just say you eat a normal amount of carbs every single day. Okay. And you stop eating carbs. And by the way, carbs, that includes fruit. That includes fibrous vegetables. That includes obviously wheat and breads and stuff like that. It's not just bread. It's not just chips. It's also those other things. So let's just say you stop eating carbs, okay, altogether. And then next day, tomorrow, you wake up, you weigh yourself, and you're three pounds lighter. And you're like, oh, it's a miracle. I just stopped eating carbs. And just like that, I lost weight. Well, what happened is those sponges are no longer holding on to water. So you released a lot of body water. Okay, you released a lot of it. Some of it through sweating, some of it through going to the bathroom, but you released a lot of it, okay? And that's gonna happen when you stop eating carbs. So let's just say you stop eating carbs and you keep it up for another day. Well, you're gonna be another pound or two lighter the next day, okay? So in that first week, and that's gonna continue, in that first week, you're gonna be seven, eight, nine, ten pounds lighter. And it's gonna seem like, the carb, the cutting carbs is magic, it's magic, magic weight loss. No, 90% of that is water weight. <laughs> okay. So you lost a lot of water weight. The other thing that you did by stopping eating carbs, whether you realize it or not, is you brought your calories way down, right? Cause most people, when they cut carbs, they're not making up those calories through the other macronutrients, proteins, and fats. So all they're doing is cutting their carbs down and then as a result, their calories are coming down. And because their calories are coming down, you're also losing body fat, okay? This is why when people cut carbs, they give themselves this illusion that this is all like some magic thing to do with carbs. It's not, okay? Just like uh, when you're actually doing this the right way, if you think you need to lose carbs, or sorry, if you think you need to cut carbs to lose weight, then right off the bat, we're going about this the wrong way. So I wanna just smash that myth wide open. That's the number one thing I hear literally every single day. Okay. The second thing I want to touch on is cutting sugar, sugar detoxes, stuff like that. Um, again, we're talking about weight loss. We're talking about fat loss. Sugar doesn't actually matter here. Okay. It really does not. Sugar has a caloric value to it and it's a simple carbohydrate. So it's going to digest really fast in your body. Okay. Just like, you know, Skittles, a glass of wine, chips, whatever. It's, those are all fast digesting carbs. Some of the, and just like sugar, sugar is the same thing. So just think of sugar the same as a, as, as white bread. That's basically what it is. Okay. Sugar is not the enemy. White bread is not the enemy, right? They're basically the same thing. So when you take in a lot of sugar, 
it's going to digest fast. It's going to spike your insulin. It's going to hold on to water because it's a carbohydrate. But at the end of the day, it comes down to where your calories at, right? Where are your calories at? And sugar's not the enemy. Okay. We have plenty of clients, you know, one off the top of my head, her name's Corey. She drinks wine like almost every day. Um, she just posted something yesterday on Wednesday that she's now the lightest she's been. And I don't remember how many years, but she exceeded her goal that she had set. And she's now below that. And it's like, wow, I didn't think I'd see that number anytime soon, if ever again. Um, and she's got abs now and it's really cool. But anyways, wine, okay. Wine's loaded with sugar, drinks it every night. Right. And that's just one example. But the point is you don't need to cut sugar just like, just like carbs. Um, the third one I want to hit on here is eating late at night, right? Eating late at night, get this all the time too. Um, you know, so I'll ask someone like, Hey, so what's, what are you trying to do to lose weight? And through that explanation, I'll hear, well, I stop, I try to stop eating by seven 30 or something like that. Okay. So what happens when you, you know, what do you think happened? What do you think is going to happen if you eat something at nine o'clock at night? And people are like, well, that's, I know, then I know that this is usually a response. Well, I'm going to be going to bed like an hour later. So I know my metabolism is going to be slowing down when I go to sleep and that, you know, I know it's bad for you to eat late at night because you'll gain weight. That's usually what I hear guys. None of that's true. Okay. None of that's actually true. Your metabolism just doesn't just like slow down or stop when you're sleeping. Okay. It's, it's operating just as high when you're sleeping as it is when you're awake. That's very true. Now, are you exercising? No, but your metabolism doesn't care if you're exercising. Okay. It really like there's, I'll get into some of that and how that all plays together, but your metabolism, the majority of your, your metabolic performance happens regardless if you exercise or not. That's the truth. Okay. So eating late at night actually has nothing to do with fat loss or weight loss even. All right. Now I will give you a scenario that will give you the illusion that what I'm saying is not true, just like with the carb stuff, but it's not actually real. So bear with me. If you wait and you eat your dinner at 1030 at night, and then you go to bed at 11, chances are you're going to be a little heavier in the morning than you would have if you ate that dinner at 630 and then didn't eat anything after that. Okay. But that's not weight gain. Okay. What that is, is your body is likely still digesting that food or it's just, just finished and it's in your body still, and it hasn't been like fully processed. And you probably, if there, especially if there were carbs in that dinner, you're probably still holding on to some water from that dinner because you ate it late, right? When you put food in your in your body late at night and then you go to bed and then you wake up and then you weigh yourself, well, of course you're going to be a little bit heavier than if you didn't eat at night, right? And if you ate like in the evening or the late afternoon, of course you're going to be a little bit heavier, but it's actually not body fat that you're putting on. It's not real weight gain, okay? It's temporary water and digestion and gut content and glycogen and whole bunch of other stuff that actually isn't real weight gain. Does that make sense at all? I, there's a lot of layers to this and I, I don't want to confuse anybody, but that's actually what's happening. So just to give you some context, some of our highest performing clients of all time. Um, and as well as myself, I do this too. We'll eat something super, super, super late. And I mean like, you know, 1130, 12 o'clock and then go to bed. 
Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. I, the leanest I've ever been, the most shredded I've ever been. There was a time when I wanted to be like, absolutely just like cut, like shredded. Um, that's not really my, my drop, my goal anymore. But when I was into that, um, I would eat like this big 600 calorie meal, basically meal at night, like super late at night. Okay. It had carbs, it had fats, it had proteins. It was filling. It was awesome. I, I just, that was, that was how my lifestyle was, was, was clicking back then. And I'd wake up and I might be like a little heavier at that moment on the scale, but I was getting leaner and leaner and leaner every single week. Okay. And that's actually like a good thing to hear, to know that that's what's going on. And a lot of our clients do the same thing. Like they'll have, they'll have that Snickers you like at nine 30 at night when they're watching a show with their husband or something like they'll do that and still see their weight come off and their, their body fat come off every single week. That's super, super important. That's a big distinction guys. So eating late at night has nothing to do with weight loss, body fat loss, transformation, nothing, zero. If you hear someone say, I'm serious. If you hear, if you hear someone, a trainer, a coach, whatever, say that, look, you can't eat at night. I would recommend going the other way. <laughs> All right. So it doesn't have to be here, but go the other way, go a different direction. Um, so I didn't put this on my list, but same thing with the morning, right? I'll take 30 seconds on this. Uh, breakfast is not the most important meal. It's not an important meal at all. Actually, you don't need to eat breakfast. There's nothing important about it. Uh, and there's nothing that happens with your metabolism by eating breakfast. So I hear a lot of people say things like, well, I eat first thing in the morning to like kickstart my metabolism. Nope, that's bullshit. It's not real. doesn't happen. Again, your metabolism doesn't need kickstarting. It doesn't just shut off overnight. It doesn't need a jump start in the morning. You don't need to fill it with gas and turn the ignition. It's not like that. It's not a machine like that. Okay. It doesn't just turn off and turn on. So breakfast, you don't need it. If you want it, great, cool, <laughs> but you don't need it. All right. Uh, the last myth I want to go over here, guys, before I transition to macros and flexible eating and stuff is good fats and bad fats. So we hear this all the time too. And the, uh, the conversation is usually something like, well, I make sure I'm eating a lot of good fats, Gordon. And I try to avoid the bad fats. I'm like, all right, well, what are, what are good fats? Right. And I'll usually get stuff like, well, nuts and like peanut butter, um, avocados, cheese, uh, Greek yogurt. Like those are considered good fats. Okay. Olive oil, and then I'll hear, all right, well, what are the bad fats? Um, you know, like butter, um, meat that has a lot of fat in it, like steak, stuff like that. And that's usually the response that I get. Um, guys, there is a conversation that's valid that includes like uh, different levels of cholesterol, right? You've heard the terms like good cholesterol, bad cholesterol, right? LDL, stuff like that. We could get into that. That's a different conversation, right? So I want to just like make this super simple and easy, right? When there's, when the goal is fat loss, when the goal is weight loss, if that is the goal, Hey, I need to get these hundred pounds off. Hey, I need to get these 40 pounds off. Hey, I need to get these 60 pounds off. If that's the goal, then that's a weight loss and fitness goal. Okay. That's not a wellness goal. A wellness goal is like, Hey, I want to have a, I want my heart to be operating at like prime optimal levels. I want my blood pressure to be perfect. I want 
my vitals to be amazing. I want my I want my um my, my micronutrients, my vitamins and minerals and all that stuff to just be like at the highest level. Okay, that's wellness. And wellness and fitness and weight loss, they're two different things. Yes, they have crossover in the middle. They absolutely have crossover in the middle. If you're lowering the weight and you're lowering the body fat and you're really going through the transformation, naturally your wellness is going to go up. Okay. That's going to happen. And then as you get closer to your goal, you can actually start to focus more on wellness. You can start to focus more on that stuff. But I'm telling you right now, if you're overweight and it like you're 40, 50, 60 pounds overweight, whatever the number is, doesn't really matter what the number is. And you're focusing more on the wellness stuff. Like you're focusing more on just making sure you're getting enough vitamin D and just getting good fats and just all that stuff. Like you're just focusing on those wellness practices. Okay. You're still going to struggle with the weight. Ask me how I know. Okay. If you're focusing on the wellness stuff, but your immediate goal is weight loss and body fat loss, let's focus on the body fat loss first. Let's get the weight off. Let's get the body fat off. Then let's focus on the wellness stuff. I promise you that's the fastest, most effective, most consistent, most long-lasting, most sustainable way to go about it, okay? Again, let's focus on the weight loss. Let's focus on the body fat loss first. Then we'll focus on wellness later, okay? And that's absolutely the best way to go about it. So I hope that made sense, guys. Uh, So those are just four myths. If you guys have any other things that you want to just like drop in the comments, that you want me to address myths, things like, Hey, is this true? Is this not true? Does this matter? Does this not matter? Just drop it in the chat. And even if you're watching this on the replay and uh, we'll go ahead and answer those for you. So again, if you are watching this on the replay, put in the comments, hashtag replay. We'd love to see who actually pump jumps in there and, and uh, pops on and checks it out. So, all right. So real quick, I want to talk about macronutrients because after all, the point of this episode is to really talk about the fact that there's no such thing as good foods and bad foods. Okay, there's no such thing as good foods and bad foods. And how we really understand that is understanding how macros really work. Okay, now I can't get too deep into this because I literally just don't have the time. It's a very long conversation. So I'll kind of give you a summary overview. But essentially, all of the calories that you consume on a daily basis come from macronutrients, proteins, fats, carbs. That's it, right? The only other source of calories is alcohol. And it's a really the only like nutrient deficient and empty form of calories. Okay. There's zero nutritional value there. Uh, but knowing that all your calories come from proteins, fats, and carbs, that makes it really super simple and easy, right? Because now you know that like, all right, no matter what I'm eating, whether it's a salad or a slice of pizza or a burger or a taco or whatever, it is really just made up of carbs, fats, and proteins. That's it. All right. It's just the combination of those things that makes it healthy or not healthy. Right. So let's take a look a little deeper. How does the body know what good food and bad food is? Have you really thought about that? Like we think of foods as being good and bad. Okay. So like those things I just mentioned, burgers, bad, nachos, bad, Skittles, bad, ice cream, bad, right? We put all that stuff in that bad category, junk food, McDonald's, bad, right? 
And then we have this good category over here. And that good cat category usually has things like um, salad, grilled chicken, um, gosh, I mean, vegetables, fruits, right? Whole foods, <laughs> stuff like that. Those are all considered good, right? Good foods, good foods, good foods. And we tend to think that like, all right, as long as I'm eating good foods, then I'm doing the right thing. I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to be fit. And that's great. Okay. But at the end of the day, your body doesn't know the difference really. Okay. It doesn't necessarily know the difference between you eating a sweet potato, which is considered good food, or whether you're eating Swedish fish, right? Which is like bad food, right? How does it know the difference? Like, let's just say you eat half of a sweet potato. Well, that's, you know, probably 150, 180 calories. And the majority of it is carbs. It's all carbs. Okay. Um, let's just say it's, uh, I don't know. Let's just say it's got like 40 grams of carbs in it. Okay. And now you're eating uh, Swedish fish and you're eating the exact same number of calories of Swedish fish. Swedish fish is also 100% carbs. It just comes from sugar. So how does your body know the difference? How does it know that one's bad and one's supposed to be good? How does it know? It doesn't. That's the thing. It doesn't. I mean, yeah, there might be a few more vitamins in the sweet potato. Okay. <laughs> right. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Your body doesn't know the difference. Okay. What typically happens is this though. And this is what gets people in trouble is they'll eat half the sweet potato and it'll be good. It'll be filling. They'll like it. And you know, it's might be something that like, man, that was really good. You know, and then it'll be done and over. The Swedish fish, they'll eat the exact same caloric value of Swedish fish and be like, oh man, that's not even close to enough. I need more. I'm still hungry. Okay. And so they'll go have more and then more and then more, or they'll have other stuff on top of it. Right. And when that happens, then that's when people get into trouble because now they're, they're going way over the carb limit that's relative to their calories, right? So they're, they're blowing through their calorie target at that point. And they're going to start to hit that caloric ceiling for the day. And it's going to become a real problem. Okay. And that's the issue. It's like one of these, it's not that it's bad. It's just not filling. So typically people overeat on it. Okay. And they eat things in addition to it that they don't need. All right. That happens all the time. And that's, it's unfortunate because I mean, first of all, I've lived it. So I understand it, but it's unfortunate because then it gives people this idea that there's good foods and bad foods and there's really not. Okay. There's nothing good about the sweet potato that your body cares about beyond, uh, the, the characteristics of those Swedish fish or that candy. Okay. Um, now if we were talk, talking like pure wellness here, yeah, I'd say let's eat the sweet potato. Cause that's got a lot of vitamins. It's got a lot of minerals. Um, it's going to provide more satiety for you. It's going to be more satiating for you. But at the end of the day, there's really no such thing as good foods and bad foods, right? As long as you're hitting the key parameters, the key nutritional parameters. Okay. So let me just break that down real quick. When you're doing this the right way, you should have key nutritional parameters that you're targeting on a daily basis. Okay. Calories, protein, maybe carbs, maybe fats, right? Those are going to be Whatever those are that you're going after, there should be key parameters that you're going after, key nutritional things that you're targeting, okay? 
as long as you're hitting those, then it really doesn't matter what you eat. And this is very true, guys. Okay, I, I want to teach everyone watching this who's struggling how to reach their fitness goals, reach their weight loss goals, and do that while eating without any restrictions. Because if you can do that, then you will never feel like you're dieting because you won't be. You'll never feel like you're doing anything extreme because you won't be. You'll be eating your normal stuff and then watching your body fat fall off every single week. That's an amazing place to be. And then once you get there, you can actually increase your calories and still eat whatever you want. And as long as you're hitting your maintenance targets, then you're just going to stay right where you're at. Okay. And this is what I've been doing for years. And this is what we teach people to do, how to, how to do every single day. And when you do this the right way, you're going to realize there, there truly is no such thing as good foods and bad foods. None. There is no such thing. Okay. So, uh, flexible eating, you know, when I use that term, really what that means is learning how to be flexible so that you can eat whatever you want and you have a good mix of things that are going to be like nutritional and high in nutrients, high in satiety, right? But you're also going to mix that in with things that are like just straight off of that quote unquote junk food list, candy, ice cream, wine, whatever, right? You want to have a good blend of the two that actually makes sense. Okay. And it's a little bit of a skill to learn, right? It's not something that you'll intuitively know how to do and you're not expected to, but that's what we teach. That's what I teach to our clients is how to do this because it becomes a lifestyle that's very, very, very simple and very easy to maintain. And it allows you to have permanent results. Okay. So the last thing I want to go over guys is how your body works with calories. Okay. Now this is something I love teaching this topic, but it can be an entire hour long or two hour long, like little masterclass on its own. So I'm not going to go like super, super, super deep in it, but essentially, and this is so important to understand. It's so important as a human being, like we owe it to ourselves to understand this concept. Our body has four ways of burning calories on a daily basis. Okay. Your metabolism, the whole thing, it's really made up of four functions. That's it four. And if you can remember these four, then you will be like, in the 1%, you'll be so much further along that this will, you're going to start to knock on the door of all this weight stuff, never being a problem ever again in your life. Okay. So how does your body burn calories? Well, the first way it burns calories is through something called your basal metabolic rate, your BMR. And this is the, probably the biggest, well, no, definitely the biggest contributor to your caloric burning on a daily basis, your caloric expenditure on a daily basis. And it's going to make up a huge percentage of those calories burned. This is just the calories that your body burns by staying alive. Okay. There's nothing special you have to do for this to happen. Your body is just going to burn these calories. Okay. And for a lot of you, that's going to be well, it's going to be well over a thousand calories burned, just staying alive, right? Just breathing oxygen and sitting at your computer, typing away and you know, whatever, just breathing, right? Even sleeping contributes to that, right? That's your BMR, right? The second way that your body burns calories is through something called um, your thermogenesis of feeding. Okay. TOF thermogenesis of feeding. And what that is, is the energy that your body requires 
in order to digest food. So it's actually really difficult for your body to, to digest food. It's not a super easy thing for your body to do, right? Think about it. It's taking a piece of steak and it's dissolving it essentially, right? It's breaking it down. It's extracting nutrients and it's, and it's breaking it down into waste. And that process is actually really challenging for your body to pull off, which is why the gut is so important. Okay. It's one of the reasons why the gut is so important, gut health. Uh, but it takes your body a lot of energy to break down food. Okay. So it actually can, you burn calories breaking down food. Does that make sense? So the more dense the food, like something that's really fatty, high in fat, takes a long time to break down, takes a lot of energy to break down, and you actually burn calories by breaking that down. Okay. So that's the thermogenesis of feeding. Now, the third way your body burns calories is something called non-exercise activity thermogenesis. The acronym for that is NEAT, N-E-A-T. And what this is, is all of your movements throughout the day that are not exercise. Okay. So if I'm clicking this pen, right, I have a pen in my hand. If I'm clicking this pen while my thumb is moving, right. And I have to hold these four fingers to grip the pen. So it's taking my body some amount of energy to do this. Okay. Um, talking, right. I have to like expand my diaphragm and use my body and breathe and like move my mouth. And I talk with my hands. So I'm doing this. I'm moving my body. Right. And no matter how small a movement is, if you're moving your body, if you're doing something, it's going to require energy. So I'm actually burning calories just talking to you right now. Okay. Just through this activity. The, and, and this is again, super simple, but also it starts to compound really quickly because if you're walking around, then you're going to find that you're going to be burning a lot more calories. If you're standing up, well, now you're engaging your core and you're doing all these other things. So it's, you're going to burn more calories doing all these things. Be aware of this. Be aware of this. The more you move, the more calories your body burns. Okay. And then the last way that we burn calories is through something called EAT, EAT. And it stands for exercise activity thermogenesis. So this is the caloric expenditure that happens when you're actually exercising. Okay. So when you go for that that run or you go to the gym and you're burning through weights and you're doing your following a routine or whatever, you are burning calories. Great. Right. We know that exercise burns calories, but here's what most people don't know. They think most people think that burning calories while exercising is like this dramatic amount. It's like a super high amount of calories, you know, because you feel exhausted. You feel like you just like did all this crazy stuff. And like, you're like, you know, you go to the, you go to the gym for an hour, your heart rate's through the roof, you're sweating, you're doing all this stuff. Let's just say you went for a boot camp, and that, you know, that's what you're doing, um, which is not the best way to lose weight, by the way. But if that's what you're doing, cool. And let's just say you go through that process and you just feel exhausted afterwards. Well, in your head, you're probably thinking, man, I just burned a million calories. I feel great. Like, this is awesome. But in reality, you probably didn't really burn that much. Okay. Maybe a couple hundred calories in an hour. It's really not that much guys. And the number here, it's important to point that out because the number here is pretty small, especially compared to like your basal metabolic rate. So you need to know that while training, while exercising, while working out, you are doing a lot of good for your body. You are burning calories, but it's not going to be the big mechanism of success that people think it is because 
it's it just doesn't add up to a significant deficit in calories that's going to actually create body fat loss. Does that make sense at all? So I hope that, I hope that really clicks guys. That's a huge distinction that took a long time for me to really get. And once it clicked with me, it was game over. (laughs) That's the thing. It was a game over. See you later. Um, never going to deal with this shit ever again. And that's what we want for all of you. Okay. So um, again, that's how your body works. That's how the calories are expended. That's how it all works. And at the end of the day, if you have weight loss goals, if you have body fat loss goals, it comes, all that stuff, all those successes, all those results come from knowing how to hit the key targets that your body is going to thrive on and then doing it and then doing it consistently. And, you know, it's really that simple. So, I mean, that's what we teach our clients how to do. And that's how we get amazing results. One of our clients, uh, her name is Amy. She, she just posted something just incredible in our group. Um, I think it was yesterday also actually it was Wednesday. So we do this thing called Wednesday, Wednesday, in our group. It's Wednesday, W-I-N-S, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. And uh, she posted something and she was kind of downplaying a little bit, but she's down 63 pounds, 63, almost 64 pounds, just following the same model, right? that's it. I mean, that's just one example. But um, Amy, if you're watching this, super proud of you, girl, you're killing it. It's amazing. Uh, and guys, that's, you know, that's, that's normal. That's normal, right? Results are typical here because it's, it's actually a very simple thing. And again, it's not my opinion. It's not my team's opinion. It's science and how the body works. So all we need to do is dial in the specifics for you and your body. And then it's really just like watching it, observing it, making sure that we're pulling the levers and tweaking the knobs as we go through the process and fine tuning. But essentially it's about taking a baseline, figuring out through analysis, what's going to be like the big things for you and then plugging you into that and then marching along through the process and making sure that we drive the whole thing home. So obviously that's a little bit of an oversimplification, but that is how our process works. And we've got this down pat pretty good here now. So um, if you are in the situation where you know you need to make a change, okay, you know you need to make a change, whether again, you're holding on to that, those, those 30 or 40 pounds, or maybe it's a hundred or maybe it's more. Okay. The number doesn't matter. All right. I've got a client right now that's looking to lose 250 pounds to lose 250 pounds. Okay. So the number doesn't really matter, but if you're in that spit, that state right now, then we got to talk. Like if you feel stuck, if you feel like, man, this just, this stuff doesn't make any sense. I can't seem to figure it out. And you're like, not sure what to do. We got to talk. I would love to talk with you. Okay. So the best thing for you to do right now, if you're in that boat is to go over to permafitforlife.com forward slash game plan. Okay. Permafitforlife.com forward slash game plan. And what that's going to do is it's going to take you to a page that's going to show you a little bit more about what we do. And it's going to show you a lot of like what our clients do and how we work with them. And I'm going to put this in the chat right now into the comments. Yeah, there we go. So check that out guys. And when you're on there, check it out. And if you want to book a call, which I highly recommend you do, just click on the button that says book a call now and pick a time on the calendar that works for you. And we'll reach out and we'll have that conversation right now. This is not a sales pitch, so don't get, you know, don't be, uh, don't be too prepared for that. Cause it's not going to happen. Uh, we're just going to make sure that we understand your goals a little bit more and we understand where you're stuck and then start to give you that game plan to get you out of there. 
And if it is a great fit mutually, cool. We can talk about working together. And if it's not, that's cool too. But either way, you're going to get a ton of clarity and we're going to be able to start to move you down that straight line from where you're at to where you want to be instead of moving down that squiggly line, that labyrinth that just kind of goes in circles and never really gets you there. So again, permafitforlife.com forward slash game plan. I just put the link in the comments and let us know how we can support you guys. Okay. So again, uh, don't let all the myths that people have told you over the years about food and nutrition and eating and workouts and exercise and this and that and good fats and bad fats and blah, 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 blah. Don't let all the myths you've been told take over for you and, and, and make you think that the stuff's not possible. Okay. So I can promise you right now, first of all, you're worth making this change. You deserve making this change and you absolutely can do this. Okay. You wouldn't be here watching this if this wasn't something that you wanted. And this, I'm telling you right now, there's, there's, there's as much as I love our clients, there's nothing like totally unique about them that gives them the keys to success that you can't also have. Okay. And take it from me, someone who's gone through the process myself, 85 pounds, kept it off for 12 years, 13 years. There's nothing special about me at all. Literally zero negative. In fact, I'm the complete opposite of special. All right. Uh, if I can do this, you 100% can do this too. It's just about having the right system set up and then you can just literally follow it for the rest of your life. So, um, all right, guys, that's going to do it. Um, if you guys need anything, right, drop, drop in the comments below. We'd love to support you. Check out permafitforlife.com forward slash game plan and book a, book a strategy session with us if you want to have that conversation and see what that looks like. All right, guys, that is going to do it. Happy Thursday. I will see you in the next one. Take care.